in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? By the way, David said on Twitter, the Boulder City 4th of July yeah. parade is where it's at. Have to be in David. the water zone. Water zone. Get out of here, Danny's David. been in it. The water zone. Danny's been in the water zone. Nobody wants to be in the The only reason you want to be in the water zone is because you've been outside in the heat for hours because you chose to go watch people drive by in cars with decorations on them. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yes. No, it's a lot of fun because every every section has like two big trash cans full of water and everyone's got water guns. Plus the Oh water guns. Driving. Now we're talking. Oh yeah. Everyone's got water guns and then like what you gotta do is right before the parade starts, you just grab your water guns and shoot the people across the street from you and then the parade starts How about and that? they can't get you. Sounds fun. No, it doesn't. The Sounds only fun. reason you want to be sprayed with water is because you've been outside in the heat watching a boring parade. I mean, that is a bonus. You if cool you, down. But... If you, yeah, but you only want that because you chose to be outside to watch cars drive by. If you just stayed inside, you would not want to be soaked with water. So if your poor fiance who has to go to all these weird games with you and sit in the heat for four hours and then not want to be there at all said... There's a trade-off here. If we're going to do that, you have to go to a parade. What would you say? I would probably go to the parade, but <laughs> she doesn't like parades either. I'm How just would saying, you know? Have you if? taken her to one? Have she, you been to a parade? With her? No, because neither one of us <laughs> like parades. When we do things, at least one of us usually likes it. So you wouldn't fly to Houston to be in the Astros parade? No. Well, in it, well, yes. If it, they wanted it. me to be in a car, sure. But no, I'm not going to stay for the parade if they win the World Series. Sounds stupid. It's hot there too, Danny. Oh, I know. At least that's in November and not the middle of summer. Right. But no, I would not be going to the Astros parade. That's, it sounds miserable. Even something I like. I'm like, cool. They came by for 15 seconds and drank a beer while they were going by. Got to wave at him. Congrats. Sounds horrible. All right, first thing in the first fight. Patrick Beverly. Oh, he's great. He got asked yesterday about getting to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and his response was, they're going to be playing with me. I made the playoffs last year. They didn't. It's a difference. Oh, this is going to be incredible. Oh, my didn't God. Didn't he also say he's looking forward to playing with Russell? He did. He did. Um, that which, changed. Uh, shouldn't happen if you're the Lakers, but... This guy's awesome, yeah. right? Hey, you're going to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. No, 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 no. They're playing with, with me. me. I was in the postseason last year. They weren't. As if LeBron James isn't one of the most decorated postseason basketball players in NBA history. Like, the guy's going to have the most points ever scored in the league. And Patrick was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He <laughs> gets to play with me. me. I'm not it's honored awesome. to be playing with him. He's playing with the great Patrick This has Beverly. the makings of complete chaos. Oh, my God. It's going to be, even if it's good for like 60 games into the season, postseason, it's going to explode at some point. It's yeah. going to be great. 
I cannot wait. How soon do you think we hear of fights between Beverly and Westbrook? When does training camp start? I think in like a week. The second day of training <laughs> camp. I don't care about him. Next question. All right. Did San Diego State build the worst new stadium? They built a stadium with no shade. So, and, in, and in most times in San Diego, that's okay. Right. Not when it's 100 degrees out for the Arizona game. But this weekend, yep, over 100 degrees. And there was a fun video on TikTok yes. of a guy at San Diego State's game basically documenting what it was like. And the San Diego State actually announced a sellout. So they had a big crowd. But nobody was in the seats after no, like, the shots what, the of first the seats. Quarter. There was nobody there. And this TikTok shows like all these people sitting in stairwells, sitting underneath like, down. stands. Anywhere there was shade, there's people standing or sitting. There was even something he in the video where he's like, once people heard that the gift shop had air conditioning, there was a line waiting to get into the gift shop because. Everybody that was staying in the seats was out in 100 plus degree weather with zero shade. They had to give away free water. So, yes. So, did San Diego State mess up or is this a sort of one-off scenario where it's not going to be that bad? Well, it's not going to be 100 degrees most days. I'll say that. And the San Diego State plays a lot of night games and they'll be fine there. And people said, well, they messed up. Why did they do this? They did it because they were on CBS National. So if CBS wants to put San Diego State on the TV, they'll play there for 100 and 120 <laughs> degrees. It's a Mountain West team. You don't get on CBS very often, especially in college football. Um, no shaded seats? Yeah. I also read something. I'm going to have to check this, that this was a company that was not – it had not built a lot of stadiums, the, it, who they went for, right? Did the, you read so, that? Okay, so the TikTok – again, this is from somebody on TikTok. The TikTok said that the – People that built the stadium had not built sports stadiums in California before. Now, I don't know if that oh. means they've built them in other cities and just not California, but they were trying to imply whoever built this didn't have the proper experience, right? Maybe realize that something like this could happen. Right. But I don't know. Like, what would, have, what would it be different if you just put little overhangs kind of over the seats that a lot of stadiums have? That I mean, provide do you some know shade? of any stadium without any shade? That is the weird thing that it's like there's very little shaded seats. No. Sta stadiums with that, like Sam Boyd, I guess, would be one that has zero shade. But new stadiums that have basically no shade anywhere, I don't know. That's, that seems pretty tough to do because normally you just think in the design of the stadium there'd be shade somewhere right. just on, on accident if that happened. Wow. Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Here is a stat from the Cowboys PR department. Thanks to Mike Gelkin for tweeting it out. Cowboys right guard Zach Martin has more Pro Bowl selections, seven, than he does holding penalties, five, in his eight-year career. Hello, Hall of Fame. How's that possible? Yeah. What? Hello, Hall of Fame. And now I you'd do... have to admit he's a Hall of Famer. Well, he better be. <laughs> And I also very much loved that they put in there. He's the only active NFL offensive lineman with fewer holding penalties than Pro Bowls. Yeah, you think? I would think so. You think? There's not a lot of guys <laughs> like that rolling around. Five holding calls in eight years. Meanwhile, he's been to the Pro Bowl seven times. That doesn't even... I, I've read it like six times. I've said it out loud on the show now twice, and it still doesn't sound right. real to me. 
We were talking about this uh, when it was tweeted yesterday in the uh, Raiders media room, and just we all just started laughing. Yeah. Like, how is that even? How is that even possible? When you play that long, and you have five holding calls your entire career. If you are a referee, are you now more or less encouraged to call holding on Zach Martin? Less. Because I'm so impressed by him. You're going to be like, oh, can't ruin his. I'm going to say this guy never holds. I can't call it on him. He never holds anybody. That guy must have been seeing something. That wasn't real. He didn't hold. What if they call? They start calling him on him now, and he gets all well. He gets all uh, mad at them because, like, wait a minute. If you'd never seen that stat, you wouldn't be calling these holdings on me. That was my thought at first. Was like, oh, refs are going to see that and be like, huh? We don't pay enough attention to this guy. He's definitely held more than five times, and now he's going to end up with like five holding calls in this one season. So it's an amazing stat. It is. It's he should retire right now so it doesn't get ruined. <laughs> Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin doesn't know if he'll play in week one. He was on David Green's podcast, asked about playing in week one. He said, I don't think any of us know that yet. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think it matters that much. I would love to be there for the entire season, but I think what's more important is being there for the second half of the season, being there for what I missed last year. Uh, he tore his ACL in week 15 of last season. Uh, obviously missed the Bucks postseason run after doing that. He was seen at practice this week without a knee brace on, which um, would seemingly indicate good news that he feels comfortable enough to run without a knee brace on. But I very much enjoy that Chris Godwin, coming back from an ACL injury, when asked if he's going to play in week one, not only said, I don't think any of us know that yet, five days before the season starts, and also said, I don't think it matters that much if he's out there for week one. So he'll be listed as questionable. Oh, yeah. Questionable. He'll take warm-ups. Yes. Questionable, um, common knee. Yeah. I just, it, great quotes from Chris Godwin that you don't normally hear uh, that I don't know if I believe him. Um, but also, he's probably right if you're Chris Godwin. It's not that important to be out there for week one if you're the no. Buccaneers. Because, again, it's the NFL. Weird things can happen. But the Bucks are going to the postseason. So even if Godwin's not out there for the first four weeks of the year, it is more important for him to be out there for the postseason. Second half, at least, and the postseason. And if that means missing four games, that means missing four games, as opposed to rushing back for week one just because you want to be out there. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You're proud of yourself? Yeah, Fox backs me. Well, to be honest. To be honest. No, 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 that's enough. That's enough. Next question, please. Pete Carroll. Likes that the Seahawks are playing the Broncos in week one. He got asked about playing Russell Wilson to open the season, and his response was, I thought it was awesome. Do you think he actually thinks it's awesome? Uh, I think he thinks everything's awesome, this guy. <laughs> He's down on the beach. Everything's cool. Everything's awesome. I, I don't, I've never seen him not be fired up about something. So, yeah, he probably thinks it's awesome. Monday Night Football. I'm sure he's, you know, Monday Night Football the first week of the season. Um yeah, I don't, I mean, do you ever see him, like, mad or down at anything? No, I guess not. He's not so, Urban Meyer kicking his own kicker during pregame No, warm-ups. exactly. Do you know how funny it would be if Seattle wins that game? Well, it would go to the fact of who yesterday, was it Danny who said Seattle's going to be better than their record? No, that was... No, uh, it was one of our guests. Yeah, okay. that was, I think, Charles McDonald okay. said right. Seattle was going to be better. Okay. It would be hilarious if they trade Russell Wilson to Denver and then beat Denver in week one. It'd be funny. I'd love every second of that. Did you guys see Tyler Lockett says that he wants all of Seattle yes, to, to cheer, cheer for to cheer Russell, Russell Wilson. in the game? Yeah. 
saw that yesterday. Are they going to cheer for him? I think they'll applaud I mean, maybe him when he comes not, back. Not if they're down 14-0. <laughs> they're not going to cheer for him during game, but they no. might right. applaud. Right. Maybe when he jogs on the field. But, yeah. like, they're, they're not going to. If you're a Seahawks fan, would, I mean, he kind of sort of forced his way out. You're now stuck with watching Geno Smith or Drew Locke because Russell Wilson, again, I guess depends on as a Seahawks fan. Do you blame him or do you blame the organization? I but know. I, I know a Seahawks fan, and he's... He's very much hoping that Seahawks kill the Broncos. Well, obviously. So he's he's <laughs> yeah. not he's not going to cheer for him. I doubt it. I mean, he he loves uh, Wilson, but he's not going to cheer for the Broncos. I mean, I think when he jogs out, maybe they give him a clap, maybe they cheer for him. But you're right, Tyler's right. I mean, look, if they're, I mean, if they're losing the game, they're not going to start cheering every time he completes a pass. But I could see him like when he f- is first introduced or he first comes out. I could see some kind of like. Ovation, and then that's it. Then you cut it off. Is there a welcome back video? Yes. No, only the Knights do that. No, they'll do it. They'll do it. 100% they'll do it. It'll be a nice long... The Astros did it for Carlos Correa. There'll be a a nice long... Oh, so there's more welcome welcome back back. videos than the Knights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Astros did like a pregame one. Who do the Knights Correa. get next year? Max Pacioretty, if he makes the trip, yeah, if he's man, healthy. I don't know. Healthy. I have no idea in the schedule when they play them here. Dylan Coglin. Dylan Coglin gets one? Yeah. Uh, will he? I don't know. If Pacioretty's not playing, Dylan Coglin might get one. Might happen for him. Um, who else would get one? That would probably be it, right? Who else right? is left? Nobody. nobody know, I mean, they'll, they'll do like a picture for Dylan Coglin and say, thank you, Dylan Coglin. They won't do a video for Dylan Coglin. But Patch Reddy would get a video. I don't know if anybody else that's departed would get a video. No. Uh, Robin Leonard? Is <laughs> so he getting a video? He'll get a welcome back when he's from when hip he surgery. he comes back from, both, from the, the hip surgeries? <laughs> uh, When's that means. happening? All right. Coming up next, are we getting an MLS or an NBA team this month? We've been averaging 10 wins a year for the last 20-something years, you know? You think I could think anything different than that? I don't. I don't, I don't see any reason my expectations should change at all. I don't care what anybody says. People have been saying stuff about other, about teams for years. You know, they don't know. They just, you know, they're just guessing at this point. And then we go and prove it. And we see where we are. And uh, and then we battle for whatever. Win, win a big game in the opener or struggle and, and not win a big game in the opener. You've got to come back and get going again and, and, and get back on track regardless. Back to the Press Box Summer Edition. Coming up later in the show, we'll have tickets to give away to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Stay tuned for that. Jason Fitz will join us in a few minutes. Um, Got a suggestion, though, or a a fun mention here. John on Twitter says, knowing the WNBA rules, parades are probably not allowed, or they can't use team vehicles. They have to wait in the (laughs) valley for a party bus to take them. Uber? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or they could get the, uh, what's the big red bus that drives up and down uh, the, the double-decker buses? Yeah. yeah. Get Just one hire of those. one of those. No, it's the it's the bus, those um, $1 bus that takes you to, like, Phoenix or something like that. Have you seen the big bus, the $1 yeah. big bus yeah. that you uh, apparently pay a dollar and you can go somewhere? I have not seen that. Oh, yeah. You got to get on the $1 mega bus. Uh, so, yeah, John's probably right. There probably are WNBA rules about, ah. You can only spend so much money on a parade. It's going to be a sad. There's no water zone. They can't afford that. No water zone in the Aces parade. Uh, so yeah, Aces. Uh, are we are we getting ahead of ourselves with parade talk? No, it's All over. Right, they're winning it. Good job. They're winning it, don't and, you think? And we are not going to the parade. Well, I'm letting it. you know if we find out that we're having to do some live show from the parade if they win. <laughs> 
I will be cheering against the Aces. I will be going to those games cheering against the Aces. So we do not have to go to this parade. Let me uh, let me talk to Ryan and Jed. See Absolutely if we can get that working not. for you. No chance. Nobody wants to do that. All right. Oh, I didn't. I I don't hate parades like you, but I never said I wanted to be up at five thirty, like looking for a spot down in the strip. I didn't say that. I certainly didn't say that. The, yeah. See, make sure get on my side, Ed. Anti parade. Um. All right, we need. Uh, I hope Willie Ramirez is listening. We need uh, to, to decipher something here because Willie sent out a tweet last night. Multiple sources have told me the NBA want to finally announce expansion to Las Vegas and Seattle during the Clippers' two preseason games at Seattle's Climate Pledge Arena on September 30th and October 3rd. My main question from that tweet, what does the NBA want to finally announce expansion mean? Did you just say expansion week? Mean. Like, what does it mean when he says the NBA well, when I read want it, to? When I read it, I when I first read it, I just assumed it meant that on the September 30th or October 3rd, that's when they play, that they'll announce they're coming to Vegas and Seattle. I don't know how else you'd read that tweet, right? Well, the tweet says the NBA Cause wants... Because it's specific to Las Vegas and Seattle. Yeah, but it says the NBA wants to announce expansion. I want to retire. I can't. So just because they want to announce I want expansion, to sleep in. Right. I can't. So just because they want to do something doesn't mean they're actually going to be able to do it. Like, that to me was a very weird word that was involved in that tweet. Because if you were saying the NBA is going to announce expansion, you would say, multiple sources have told me the NBA is going to announce Las Vegas and Seattle as expansion franchises. The word want would never be in there. It would just be, they are going to do this. So what the hell does the word well, want? Well, maybe maybe um, the situation is that there are, there are certain people in the NBA office who hoped this to happen, but it hasn't been approved. Don't they have a board of governors? Isn't that what doesn't silver always fall down on the board of governors on that sword? So when he talks about um, who has to approve things. That's He's always talking about that. That I think is the, the key detail here. And granted, this is for September 30th and October 3rd. We're at September 7th. So a little less than a month away. So there's still four weeks here, but generally speaking, there's somewhat of a process and it's usually public before a city actually gets an expansion team. Like, go back to the Golden Knights. Bill Foley paid a $10 million fee as a part of an application 11 months before he was awarded an NBA team, right? And that was public. Like, we knew that there was an NBA fee. We knew that Bill Foley was trying to get the team. So is the NBA going to have a less than one-month process? Like, is it just going to be, hey... Here's the expansion team. Or does that tweet mean that on September 30th or October 3rd that the NBA is going to announce they're open to expanding and it could be? Willie, are you there? I am. Hey. You know what, Tyler? I, can, I appreciate the fact that you are the only one out of the thousands of people that recognize the word want because I purposely put that in there because... A couple of sources that are affiliated with the league in a way which I can't reveal have told me that exact verbiage. Nobody else read into that. All they read was 
expansion is happening to Seattle and Las Vegas. And I specifically put that because that's what I was told. Did I think that this was going to blow up the way that it did off of the word want? No. But as people do, they take these tweets and they, or they, take, they, see, they read what they want. I did not say that they were going to. So they wanted to because the Clippers were going to be at Climate Pledge for two games, and then a couple days later, the Lakers will be down here. It made sense that it was in order, right, Seattle and Vegas preseason. So I held on to it and waited, and last night I put that out. I woke up around 1.30 in the morning to a text from Adam Hill and said, dude, you're blowing up, and I knew he would be awake, so we were texting for a minute. <laughs> And all of a sudden, it was happening, it was coming, Seattle and Vegas, and that's not what I tweeted. You're the only person that recognized that word, which I appreciate. Now, I, will see, now I have to clarify, which I, which I just got off the phone with Steve Cofield, which I'm going to go on the show later to, to also announce, because I never have a problem in quoting a tweet if, if somebody clarifies something or responding to my own tweet, but I had been requested to delete the tweet, uh-oh. by my editors because even though I was not acting as an AP writer, I'm a freelancer for the Associated Press, they, and I was not in the role of the Associated Press in, in speaking to people that I know, uh, it's coming back on AP. So they said, we would like you to take it down. I've been on the phone with the NBA all morning. So it's in the 6 o'clock hour because one of my guys from the PR department knows that I'm up early. He had called and texted, I know the six, my phone was on Do Not Disturb while I was writing. He called me personally to, to talk to me about it. We went back and forth. They were very cool about it. They said, it's been in discussions, yes. Expansion obviously is on the table, but there are no plans. There, not, 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 none of that of the sort has been brought up. Have cities been discussed? Yes. Has expansion been discussed? Yes. Everything is going to be revisited at the end of the CBA, but... I hate to tell you that your sources are wrong. Now, here's the weird thing. When I told him different things that I wanted to, how I would clarify it or quote the tweet, he didn't want it in that certain way, which threw a red flag up to me like, okay, I've been burned by before, especially by local teams like the Golden Knights, where they put out one thing and the next thing you know it's something opposite. No. Uh, so, so, <laughs> come on. So come, so come October, November, if this is announced, he goes, no, that's not going to happen. I said, okay. I said, that's fine. I have no problem with it. I have no problem standing on my own two feet and saying, hey, these sources are wrong. This has been clarified. But I also don't feel like what I said was, you know, because of that word. And I put that in there purposely, and I appreciate the fact that you're the only person that said, what does want mean versus why didn't Willie just tweet that they're going to announce it? And that's why I did that. All right. So there's, there's your clarification. I have been asked requested i was not ordered to because i'm not an employee but i've been asked to take it down which i did uh the nba and i discussed whether to uh tweet out a clarifying tweet and um it would look it would just rehash everything all over again it could come back on ap so i said well at the very least i'm going to go on local radio and to the las vegas listeners and uh so i'm going to go on later on today and of course i'm listening to you guys so I called the hotline, put me on, and let me clarify to Tyler and Ed what took place. And there you have it. All right. Uh, we got to go to break. Um, but Thank you, Willie. Before we do, do you like yeah. parades or not? Do I like what? Parades. parades. 
Uh, yeah. Good answer. Good answer, Willie. Uh, thanks, thanks, Willie. No one agrees. There's Willie. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate uh, it. Tune into Cofield and Company this afternoon. It. Unbelievable. To hear more from Willie. Nobody likes parades. <laughs> thanks, Willie. So, so Andy and Willie have both responded. Eh. Our guests are great. They know the exact answer to give okay, on parades. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Fitz likes them. He probably does. So, Oh, he's got to like him, isn't he, from Nashville? Oh, that's right. Yeah. What is, There's what? a lot of stuff going on in Nashville. But you don't have to yeah, like no, parades. He likes them. I live yeah, in Vegas. I don't like gambling. He likes them. Yeah. Coming up yeah. next, Jason yeah. Fitz. Yeah. He plays the fiddle and is friends with Sarah Spain. And you are not. It's time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. Jason, we have a very important question for you. Ooh. Do you like attending parades? Like championship parades? Uh, look, I'm a Raiders fan. What the hell would I know about championship parades? <laughs> I've never been to one. Fourth of I mean, July parades, what, any parade. Would I attend? Okay, so uh, they used to always do a Christmas parade in Nashville that was at night, sponsored by the electric company. And it was awesome. And uh, I've, I've done the Macy's Day Parade thing a couple of times uh, where I was in it. Uh, I, I think, humble brag, I think that the um, the parade thing, if you win a champion, like if the Raiders, if the Aces, I'm presuming we're asking this because yes, of the Aces. Yes. If the Aces win a parade and I have an invite, I am going to said parade. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you can celebrate a championship with other uh, other friends, other like other people that have common interests, why would you not? Like, Confetti, maybe you know, maybe a couple of cocktails plus a parade in Vegas would be lit. Like that, you're gonna be fire from the outset. I'm all in on parades. All I right, go. Yes, yes, you are. Terrible yeah, answer, I, Jason. Absolutely I, I absolutely agree answer. with you 100. percent Tyler doesn't like it, even if the the even if the um, firemen will come by and uh, hose them off. <laughs> Look, and and to be very clear. If the Raiders ever win a Super Bowl oh. in my lifetime, I'll go to every parade, any parade. Like, I'll go to the parade they throw in Vegas, and if they throw one in Oakland, I'll go to that, too. I might throw a parade on campus at ESPN with my own silver and black confetti. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all like, I'm going to throw parades for months. Like, uh, look, if I, I'm that guy that's going to buy every piece of swag that says champions on it. And if the Aces win, like, uh, to be very clear, I am rooting for a very ugly Connecticut Sun team to somehow do the impossible and beat this guy just so that I got a shot to go to a, a WNBA finals game where I will be in the audience, uh, in the, in the group of people inside Connecticut wearing aces gear from head to toe that I don't even own right now. I only got a little bit of aces gear. <laughs> I will go full in on all of it. Like, look, y'all like I, I'm going to wear the hoodie and the, the joggers and the shoes, maybe like one of those guy Fietti's sort of like hair things. If it's aces colored, I'm in for all of it. Give me the sunglasses, whatever I can do. Parades are terrible, Jason, and you know it. Deep down, you know the parade is terrible. No. Why? What could you possibly hate about celebrating joy? I know I've told this story a million times, but I will never forget the rest of my life, the night that the Raiders beat the Chargers in a bar in Indianapolis because it was the national championship game. We were all covering it for college football. And when the Raiders won that game at the end, I turned around, and that bar was filled with some of my closest friends at ESPN all of my coworkers at ESPN because we were all in Indy for the for the national championship game, and I just turned around and I screamed shots for everybody. I bought, <laughs> why, I don't even like tequila, and I, I you know I had over a thousand dollar bar tab that night, which I've never experienced before in my life. I do not regret a single second of it because looking around 
and seeing the L. Duncans of the world and the Kevin Gandhis of the world and all the SEC Network people chanting my name while everybody jumps up and down because they knew how much going to the playoffs meant. Man, if I could celebrate with 100,000 drunk Raiders fans after all of these years waiting for a Super Bowl, whatever we think is supposed to be air quotes cool, I'm throwing out the window. Like, I, I'm, I'm getting a, a tramp stamp that says Super Bowl champs on it. I don't care. Like, every ounce of what you're not supposed to do is exactly what I'm going to do because Super Bowls championships are special. That high you're chasing is because you bought everybody drinks and they were chanting your name. That's not going to happen <laughs> at a parade. Oh, look, I, I mean, <laughs> that, that maybe, but you're talking about a Vegas parade. Like, open container? Like, I'm out there. I'm going for it. <laughs> 8 a.m.? We're like, oh. we're... we're you're one of the few cities in the world where you know you can find a drink no matter what time the parade starts. Like, look, I'm trying to get uh, on one of the floats. Let's go. Like, I, you know, I'm, I've, I've shamelessly hit the aces PR people up, although, you know, I'm not a big enough name. They, they haven't emailed me back. But look, I, I've been doing <laughs> WNBA shows. Like, I'm all in on, on aces pride here. Like, put me on a float, guys. Let's go. I'm in. This is, this is child's play for you. You were in the Macy's Day Parade. Well, I was oh my as a kid and as an adult. Like, twice? You know, twice? Jesus. Yeah, twice. But here's the, wow. the, the funniest part about the Macy's Day Parade to me is like the, the number of times you watch now and you see that like look, the, the artist isn't even moving their lips near the, the right time. Right. It's the CD that's playing. Like none of it's real. Nothing's plugged in. Like everybody's just lip syncing. So I don't know why like we accept that on that, but we don't accept it when Ashley Simpson does it on Saturday Night Live. Like it's a weird world, y'all. Like, the one thing I, I will say is if you ever want to, to do Thanksgiving the right way, I personally, like, I don't watch a lot of the Macy's Day Parade now, and, and usually in my suck, touring life you know. and in now at ESPN, I'm always working on Thanksgiving. So I usually just pick a random Thursday in November that's going to be Thanksgiving for the family. And what we do is we pull up an old Macy's Day Parade from the 80s on YouTube, watch it in its entirety while we're having, like, Thanksgiving dinner. Now you're watching, like, He-Man and the Transformers. Oh, Injected in my veins. Love it. You watch thirty-year-old parades on a random Thursday and thanks in November. Yeah, just because it, it it gives you the same feel as now you're having Thanksgiving. Like it doesn't really Thanksgiving's just a day, right? Like so, if I got to work on Thanksgiving anyway, I can make turkey stuffing and mashed potatoes on the second Thursday just as easily. There's going to be Thursday night football, so I'm still going to have that. I can and if I want, I can go back and watch like old Raiders successful games. That's actually much more. Uh, enjoyable Thanksgiving, and uh, and then yeah, you watch the old parade. Still sets the mood. You got you got eighties parades setting the setting the scene for you. Eighties parades and eighties raiders. Yeah. I'm digging it. <laughs> All right, um, is Darren Waller just like the nicest football player to ever exist? Maybe. I mean, like there's there's also a moment of when you've lived what Darren's lived through. I think your priorities might be a little bit different, you know, and, and like all, all kidding aside, when you've gone through the addiction issues, when you've refocused your life, when you've had to go through what he's had to go through in the league, when you think you're not in the league, now you're in the league, now, now you're in this situation. You know, I, I, I think as much as we on the outside looking in always look at the money of athletes as being this huge contentious spot, we have to remember for some it is, and for some it's just a part of life and part of the game. Like, you know, if, if you're Darren Waller, you got to trust one or two things is going to happen. You're either going to get taken care of in an incredible way, or you're going to play lights out because I have never met a single athlete, current or former, that will tell you that while they were in the middle of all this, they were sitting there thinking around about injuries. 
we look at a bunch of grown men playing a game we love, and we think that they should handle their money a certain way. I just think it hits different when you've lived the life he's lived. So we're worried about his money. It, it sounds like he's just trusting it's going to work out. Yeah, I thought, I mean, in the changing of the age and all that, but when we had him in the scrum yesterday, um, people said, well, he said what he's supposed to say. I actually thought he was pretty genuine in terms of, you know, like you just said, I'm going to play, I'm ready, and we'll let Rosenhaus handle the deal and the contract. He does have to seem a different perspective. You know, the hamstring injury, people were wondering if he was holding in. I don't know which it was, but the fact that he's out there this week, and I don't know if it's good faith or not, the fact that he's out there ready to go, I think, says something about him. Yeah, and look, I think at some point for everybody that says, well, he said only what he can't say, then why are we asking questions? If you're never going to believe anything anybody says, why do we even waste the time of going through the process yeah. of asking the questions? So the other side of it is, to your point on the, the hold-in, I think there's a fine line. Like, is it possible that his hamstring injury had him a little hobbled and you just don't want to press? You don't want to take the chance going into a season that matters a lot. Yeah. Is it possible that preseason and practice don't really matter to you that much in that situation? Of course. Is it also possible that that means it won't be a hindrance in the regular season? Like all of these things can be true. Just because somebody is more careful during injury, during the preseason and practice on a contract year, doesn't mean that they're suddenly going to come out and play less effective or, or less uh, with, with less than 100%. Like, again, I'll, I'll refer back to the athletes that I talk to all the time to tell you, the way you get hurt is when you're on the field and you're holding back. Like, you want to give 100%. That's the only way your body knows how to go. I, I don't think we have any indication other than what we want to stack as our own evidence that, that we've never gotten any indication from him himself that he would hold back in any way, shape, or form just because of the contract. So we're applying logic that we like to somebody that may not feel that way at all. I, I think that's dangerous. Uh, next week when we talk to you, are we talking about the offensive line cost the Raiders a 1-0 and start or how good of a job Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr did to get around that offensive line and still win the game? No, uh, we're talking about an 0-1 team. Oh, but, um, man. Uh, yeah, sorry. Like, and, and Raiders fans don't like hearing this at all, man. You all know how much I want the Raiders to beat the Chargers. But look, look back. Like, let's go to college football for a second. What did we see from Georgia over Oregon? We saw a team that spent the entire summer listening to uh, they're not effective, they can't reload, even though they have these great recruiting classes. Uh, they got their championship, now they're going to be soft. You saw this entire team just absolutely spend their, their summer listening to doubt and, and fueled them. You saw an angry Georgia football team when they stepped on the field. I'm going to believe that when you combine the anger that, that uh, the Chargers still feel today to the fact that they didn't make the playoffs, that that, that fire in their belly. You add to that Khalil Mack and the fire that you know he's going to feel when he's taking on the Raiders. You add all of these things, I think you're going to get the absolute heaviest, best shot from the Chargers you will get for the entire season in this one game. They're going to come out like Mike Tyson with the thunder of the gods, like Mike Tyson in his prime, looking to bite off somebody's ear, right? Like that's where they're going to be. And the Raiders are just going to have to do their best to withstand that. This is a really talented Chargers team. I think the Chargers have a uh, they're my favorite in the division. I'm picking them to win the division. I think the Raiders are a playoff team. I think the Chargers, top to bottom, unless their coaching becomes even more of a liability, should be the AFC West uh, champions this year. And they're going to give their absolute best to the Raiders on, on Sunday. I don't think that says anything about who the Chargers are going to be for the year or the Raiders, for that matter. This is one of those games that, just to use the SEC phrase, that makes me want to throw up in my mouth. 
it just means more. And and you're going to feel that from the Chargers. <laughs> I I don't I don't know that Superman and his buddies can fight the level of adrenaline that I think the Chargers going to bring to the field. And if the Chargers don't bring that level of adrenaline, they're not who I thought as a football team. And I will question what they will look like the rest of the year because if you ain't fired up for this one, you ain't getting fired up. All right, we got to ask you real quick: What's the record, and how far do they go? And I'm not talking about the Chargers. Yeah, no, I think the Raiders. Every year I've been at ESPN, I've been within one game, so of, of their final record in my prediction. So I, I like to think that I'm reasonable because um, those haven't all been good years. Uh, this is a 10-win football team to me in the AFC West. In the, if they were in any other division, they're a 13-win football team because of their offense alone. I, I, the offensive line, yeah, the offensive line's an issue. But when you've got the guys that they have that can get open quickly, I don't think anyone's going to stop this offense. I, I, this is a top three scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, it's a top three offense in yardage. I think Derek Carr ends up an MVP candidate, and Devontae Adams is absolutely crushing it while Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro feast on the week. I, I don't think you can stop this offense. So it's going to look like Kansas City did a few years ago. They win 10 games. They win a playoff game. Uh, once you are in this playoff circle, I don't think there's a huge difference between – any of the teams not named Buffalo and the rest of them. So I, I think the Raiders have a very legitimate shot at the Super Bowl this year, but I think that there are so many great teams in their way. Like, I'm not, I don't, I, I say this, I, I don't care. I, I don't care is the wrong word. Uh, I don't think you can judge good or bad this year in the AFC by whether or not you go to the Super Bowl. You judge good or bad by, by watching football. The Raiders are going to be a very good football team, whether they go to the Super Bowl or not. Plan the parade, 13-win team if they weren't in the division. What are we doing here, Jason? Why not just 17-0? Well, now look, because every everybody stumbles every once in a while. Look, 16-1? There, there, there are some question marks, but my God, like the, the secondary is going to be okay. The linebackers are going to be better. This pass rush is going to be able to get after anybody. It's a middle-of-the-pack defense with the top five offense. Last time I checked, that's a playoff recipe all day, every day now in the NFL. 8-9. See you, Jason. <laughs> Oh, Parade guy. Oh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're places. The, the bet, the bet happens right now. If the Raiders end up with a losing record, you buy drinks when I'm in town. If they end up with a winning record, I buy drinks. I will buy drinks for you, not the entire SEC network crew that comes with you. <laughs> That's fair. Just me, just me, you, and 75 of my friends. I'm glad you agreed to that. Thank you so much. See you, Jason. Jason. So there is Jason Fitz uh, from ESPN and the first pro parade guy. That we found. Coming up next, Christian Pulisic. He might be freed now. I'm so grateful of my time, fellas. You, that was my opportunity. You know, coaches got a shelf. Some coaches got 50 years. Some coaches got 12. Mine was six. Good. I got to tell you, we had a meeting. Say, coach, things are not going well. <laughs> Rachel, I can see that, brother. <laughs> 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 and they were good. And, and Scott Woodward is a friend of mine today. Really, really, a lot of respect for the way they handled me. So and, what's uh, next? Well, well I got to tell, tell you this, though. Say, Coach, you got $17.1 million on your contract. We're going to give it to you. <laughs> I said, what time do you want me to leave? What door you want me out of, brother? <laughs> All of the sun, none of the fun on the Press Box Summer Edition. <laughs> All right. Two things. One, Ed Ogeron uh, has confirmed the greatest profession in this country is fired college football yes. coach. The greatest profession is when you get fired from being a head coach in this country because of what he just said. Yeah. There's $17.1 million on your contract. 
we are contractually obligated to pay you that much money, even if we tell you to leave. And Ed Ogeron is like, what door do you want me to walk out of? I'll leave whenever you want. Just where's that check? And I'm good to go. Um, the other part, that sound is Ed Ogeron at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. I thought of this t- I thought of this yesterday. Which who, who was there last week? John Gruden was yes. there last week. I'm wondering who the guest is next week. Who's been through some turmoil and chaos? What is the Little Rock Touchdown Club and how are they so good yeah. at this? I had it for you last week when we and talked about it. And I told you I didn't it, want it because no. I didn't think I'd care about the well, Little Rock Touchdown Club, but here they are again. Well, I'm looking it up, and if I don't get all the information before we go to break, we're coming back with it at the top of the nine. I'm, tell- I'm telling you, <laughs> I I was driving home yesterday talking to uh, someone, Bluetooth, uh, and I'm we glad said— you clarified that. Yes. We said the same thing, like, wait a minute. Gruden was there last week, and now right. they have Erjan. So now the the chaos is going to continue. Who's next? All right, the next one is on September twelfth. So oh, they have an event list. Oh yeah, every week. So September twelfth, which is next Monday, Paul Feinbaum is the next one. Okay, well then they're coming off. They're coming off their uh, consistency of chaos and 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 uh, people who've been in uh, some turmoil. What are they? Just what a booster club, the right? hell is a touchdown? Yeah. I guess it's club. just a booster club, right? And what they just have one week night a week. They I have, guess they have. Here's our speaker. Okay, so here's the about us real quick. Uh, the touchdown club, which began August of '04, has become one of the nation's largest and apparently fastest growing football clubs, having started with 17 founders. Organization quickly grew to more than 500 members. Uh, the club meets every Monday during football season at the Doubletree Hotel in downtown Little Rock. Um, okay. and How much? The club hosts the the club hosts an awards banquet recognizing the MVP from every Arkansas college football team. Awards are also presented to coach and player of the year from every high school classification. A nice uh, national collegiate player of the year, SEC defensive and offensive player of the year, and SEC coach of the year well, is also named. I think you're just going to ask because I have the same question: How much do they pay these people to come? And, right. and like, how much did John Gruden charge them? Did he just say yes? I'd rather go to the Arkansas football club meeting because it's Little Rock. There's no way that John Gruden was just flying in, in by himself Rock. and then didn't have it wasn't paid to come. So they're paying these guys, and I imagine. Quite a bit of money. Yes. Because you don't find yourself in Little Rock. It's not a, hey, I'm in the city. We'll give you, you know, 500 bucks. It's you got to fly to Little Rock yeah. or so, wherever the hell you fly to and then drive to Little Rock. So according to this, depending on what level of the membership you purchase, uh, the lowest tier is 90 bucks. You get <laughs> uh, reduced lunch cost at every meeting. Meeting Reduced? It's reduced. not free? Nope. $90 a year, and then the very top one is $450 a year. It comes with reduced lunch. It's still not free? And uh, you go into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame and... What? You buy your way into the sport? $450 is all you need to buy your way into the Sports Hall of Fame? Where are they getting the money to pay for these people? Because that doesn't sound like a what's lot. The high, is that the highest tier? Yeah, the highest tier is $450. I mean... I don't know this. I just just based on who he is and you know, like you said, Tyler, that he'd have to fly to Little Rock. 
does Gruden do this for any less than thousands of dollars? I, my first thought was ten thousand dollars, right? To 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 appear. Sorry, I misworded it. You're not in the Arkansas Sports <laughs> Hall of Fame. You you get to vote. You get to vote. You get a vote. Okay. That's and, even worse. And you also get to vote the National Football Hall of Fame. How do they? How, have did, that they, how did they get that done? This is the is this the most powerful group in college football? How did they get that done? What so if I'm the Tennessee football club, I'm like, wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. These guys are voting for the Hall of Fame, but we're not. We've got six hundred dollar levels, never mind four hundred and fifty. Do we need to talk to the Little Rock Touchdown Club about college football playoff expansion? Danny, they, can you get on that? Get, we need a guest from the Little Rock guy. Uh, I feel like they would get this power. done. I will see hurry. if I can. And the second tier is instead of Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. You can vote on the College Football Hall of Fame. Okay, so all of a sudden these Fall Hall of Fames have taken a drop off in legitimacy <laughs> so, uh, because yeah. you've got Jimmy who spent his ninety dollars for the reduced sandwich, is, is, and they all get now, reduced. None of them get free lunch. Right. How am uh, I the highest paying member? And of you're this not club? giving me that chicken dinner get, for free, right? I don't get free lunch when we meet. What is reduced? I mean? actually love this place. It's great. They're great. Everything about them so far is phenomenal. We got to join. <laughs>